G'day, g'day, gentlemen. Hey, how are you? Good, Keegan, yourself? Well, what should we call you, mate? Keegan, or do you have a gamer yeah, Keegan tag? Works. Keegan works? Uh, yeah, Keegan works. I don't really go by any gamer tags anymore <laughs> since no. I started just using my name on all my social media and stuff, so. Outgrown all that stuff, mate? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And Brim, how you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good. How are you? Mate, fucking Wobo's coming back. Of course I I'm know. Mad, considering I think it was, what, a month and a half ago we were in one of our episodes. We were looking into that as well. Yep. After he, because he tweeted out, didn't he, after like yeah. two years. Yep. And now it's all coming to fruition. Frankie's coming back. Wobo's coming back. Mr. B's going to do a new diary series. Fingers crossed, maybe. What do you think when you saw uh, or heard about uh, Wobo Keegan? I never really watched Wobo that much, but Frankie's, his videos are what got me into Daisy Mod. So when I heard that, I was like, that's going to be awesome. Mate, pretty much. I don't think there's a single person playing Daisy, other than those select few people who were, you know, working with Dean Hall back in the day, um, who can't trace their origin of Daisy back to Frankie. Yeah. Fucking huge, mate. Absolutely fucking huge. Um, that guy's videos, the music, his style, everything just suckered so many people in to play this game. Yeah, I mean... The way that he captured the kind of scope of the map all in one video, I thought that that was better than anyone else had ever done. Yeah. So that's what really drew me to it. Yeah. He, 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 he was an editing genius. He really was. Um, to be able to capture the game and the ethos of the game as well. Um, that it's not just about killing, but about action and interaction and um, an adventure almost. You know, the, the sort of adventure you can't get from most other games unless it's a very well written game with a great you know progressive path for you daisy it's only what you make of it yeah i think that's that's really what drew me to it to begin with right i think it was what drew most people was that you you saw this game and you're like wow that's it's like a whole world yeah. that you can explore and then you can do whatever you want whenever you're in there so Keegan, everyone knows me and everyone knows Brim by now, but not many people know you. Tell us a bit about yourself, mate, and why we've asked you to be a guest on the show. I know, but let's tell everyone else out there why we've asked you to be a guest on the show tonight. All right. Um, well, back when Daisy standalone modding first came out, I decided I wanted to do Daisy Battle Royale. Um, so... A little bit of backstory on that. I have been doing Battle Royale development and games since I worked with Brendan in Arma 3 Battle Royale. And when I got to work with him, and I got to see, he really, you know, we, we talked a lot because we worked for, you know, over a year together. But I got to see his thoughts on the genre. And the way that he described the game and the way that he presented it, every time he talked about it, it just drew me more and more into it. And he started with DZ mod, right? Yep. So it, it, that would always come up every now and then, was like, well, here's a, you know, how we came up with it in DZ mod. And they'd tell me you know, stories about how you know, a whole group of them would come up, came up with the game. And it's like, wow, I really wish I had been there. 
So whenever Daisy, you know, modding came out, I thought back on that and I was like, well, no, likely nobody else is going to be doing Battle Royale for Daisy because by the time modding came out, Battle Royale was kind of fading off. So I was like, I always enjoyed Battle Royale. So I'll do it. And, you know, at that point, I'd already had so much modding experience in Arma 3, I figured jumping over to day Z, uh, it's not going to be too complex, and I was a little wrong there. <laughs> uh, ran into a few issues, so it kind of slowed us down, but with Daisy expansion coming out, they gave us uh, a great framework to build off of. Yep. And so I'm, even as a small you know, meme, you know, one or two other people, I think we can build all of VR you know, in a relatively quick time span and get just an enjoyable Battle Royale experience out of Daisy. So how's it going to work? Uh, is it going to be a set map or it's going to move to various locations? Yeah, so the first version we tested was kind of a variant of this. Uh, in Arma 3, I made a m single player or multiplayer mission called Urban Warfare, which was like what you described, where it would move you around to different cities. And that was the first version we tested back when modding came out. It would select a random city on the map and everyone would play in that area. And that's fun for a while. It's nice, it's quick, it's refreshing. But the ultimate goal of this version of Battle Royale that I'm making is to be full map. So you'll start in probably riding in on helicopters, and you'll be able to jump out of the helicopter whenever you want, parachute down, and then you have the whole map to work with. Um, a few... Ish a few Kind of issues people have brought up whenever I describe that is, you know, the map is massive. I don't want to be walking from one side of the map to the other just to play one game, you know? Uh, which is why having vehicles was so important. So, you know, prior, before expansion, vehicles weren't, you know, they were, they were a lot more buggy than they are in expansion. And there weren't as many. So, when expansion came out and we got all those great vehicles and how well they interact with the player. You know, it's kind of a match made in heaven. I got everything I need from expansion now. It'll be uh, it'll be fun, but there's going to be a whole the whole map, you're going to have, you know, red zones just like you do in Arma 3 Battle Royale. And I'm going to be playing around with a few new concepts, uh, like zombie hordes, for example. Yep. So so one of what they did in Daisy Mods Battle Royale and I'm, I might be a little wrong about this because I haven't really talked about it in a while. Um, but they used zombies when you were outside the zone, at least initially. So if you fell outside the zone, zombies would start spawning on you. I thought, well, it's a good idea, but it's not you know, the, the greatest idea. It's good, but I'd like to do more with zombies. And I thought, well, what's another thing we can do with zombies? Well, we can create a little area on the map, and if anyone's inside that area we can spawn a horde on them. So it's sort of like the red zone, except instead of bombs going off, you're dodging giant groups of zombies. That's, so there's that's a bunch cool. of cool concepts. Yeah, there's a bunch of cool concepts we can play with in DayZ <clears throat> that I'm really excited to get into, you know? So how does someone go about um, testing this, or you're keeping it closed at the moment, or...? Yeah. So... The general direction we're going to be going 
uh, initially it's going to be closed. So it's just going to be me and a few others who are going to be testing some of the core concepts. Then once we have a playable state, I'm going to be creating kind of an invite system where you, everyone will sign up who wants to get access to the game, and you'll get access through Steam whenever you're allowed access. It's yep. just going to be a slowly adding people as we need more testers. And you've got um, a Discord that people can join? Yes. Um, it's a, all going to be on the website as well. I'm working on getting the website you know, kind of redesigned so it's a little more functional. Um, but yeah, you'll, you'll sign up for it. You'll get access to the closed beta, which you won't be able to stream on, but you'll be able to take videos of. Yep. And eventually, I'll open that up so streamers can start live streaming it more. And then after that, we'll go public. And throughout the whole development cycle, though, the files will be publicly available. You know, So if you want to go through the effort to host your own server for your own testing purposes, you can. I don't know about you, Brim, but it sounds, it sounds interesting to me, mate. Yeah, I love it. I love the sound of it. I mean, let's be honest. What Bohemia and everyone ended up doing with uh, with Battle Royale in the past has not been uh, it's not quite been up to scratch from what we would have liked. So, you know, from what I've from what I've heard, it seems like this could be the uh, the answer we've all been looking for. Did you actually? You sort of touched on something there, Brim. Did you learn anything from uh, the <laughs> the ones just typed it in chat? Did you learn anything from the failure of Survivor Games? Um, yes and no. So I was never a big fan of Survivor Games, and I think it's because it was a more controlled game. It wasn't... Um, at least, it, there, there was a lot of admin control going on through each match. Um, I never liked that. And a lot of what control, sorry? admin so there you know there were admins kind of flying around they were making events happen i didn't like that because it felt too controlled you know if somebody was far away from everyone else admins would kind of do things to force them towards everyone else in concept yeah it's you get more action it's probably better for you know a large amount of streamers all playing but as a player just by myself i want to go play survivor games and not like stream it or have a community follow me do it that's to me it's not as fun of an experience the We're most fun experience not the um the televised one but the actual bohemia interactive survivor games um game that they came out with did you see that at all uh that was the all kind of branch away from daisy right yeah, it was um, set um, just north of Severograd, and then you move through uh, Severograd and to the south. Of yeah, Michigan. yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was. You'd horrible. go zone to zone to zone. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. I was so excited because, unlike you, I was a huge fan of Survivor games. Um, just you know the the hype of it and all these big name people battling it out and that, and it was just such an event. But um, and then when they announced they were doing the standalone game and. They, they just, they messed it. They messed it with the zones and all the rest of it. Uh, the zones were part of the original Survivor games. Yeah, you had to keep on moving, but um, yeah, it just, it didn't, it didn't do well. I played it a few times um, 
And as bad as I am at PvP, I was never going to have stand a chance of winning it. But yeah, it just sadly it all crashed. And um, I wondered how much you actually learnt from. Uh, admittedly, they're quite different battle royale and what Survivor Games was. But yeah, there there are very few concepts for battle royale that people other than Brendan have come up with that I've enjoyed. Yep. Um, every battle royale game. And I guess you could consider Survivor Games a mod um, that has come out. There have been more things that I've found wrong with it because they kind of deviated from what Brendan initially thought of when he talked about Battle Royale. Um, and I've always believed that his ideas for Battle Royale were, you know, the pinnacle of what the genre should be. Uh, so that's, you know complex hard to play game but a very simple one so you don't have to think of too many concepts while playing that's that's what i want to capture with daisy battle royale i want you to get into the game relatively easy to get a gun get a car all that so you can cross the map and you can compete you know not too so you're not going to be landing and being like i'm going to die to the zone because i couldn't find a car so how big is that going to be if you Talk about having cars in it. It's going to be the full map of all Janaris, all of Livonia. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. So there'll probably still be, you know, kind of the smaller city-sized combat uh, version going around. But I want the full Daisy map in it. So you start, you get a good 10, 20 minutes where you can spawn. you, You can be anywhere on the map depending on, you know, how you parachute and where the helicopter flies you across. And then in that time period, period, I want you to find a gun, I want you to find a car, I want you to find ammo. And maybe some armor, if you're lucky, depending on where you drop. And from there, then it just starts doing the zoning process, where you get the circle, it starts, you know, moving in, and you got to get your car and you got to drive to where you want to go loot or snipe or wherever you want to go. Are there going to be any dynamic events that you know might drop um, better tier loot to give players yes. the you know, opportunity to maybe take someone out or get themselves higher tier gear? Yeah, so I've been playing around with the concept of instead of doing airdrops like most BRs do, doing heli crashes because it's more daisy themed. So a helicopter would fly in, you'd get a message saying in this grid coordinate is where the heli crash is going to be. So not, you know an exact map marker or anything, but yep. an idea where you can be like, oh, I'm kind of close to that. Let me go look for it. And, you know, every, everybody liked finding heli crashes, so I thought that'd be pretty cool. Um, question in chat. Will you be keeping the hunger and damage system that the game has? Yes, but it'll be modified. Yep. So I want you to have to eat maybe once if you're going to go the whole duration, but I don't want it to be like, oh, let me fill my backpack up with food or go hunting while I'm in the middle of this BR game, right? Yeah. Though that is an interesting concept, I don't necessarily want that. That, that um, to me, would be more Survivor Games-ish um, yeah. as opposed to a genuine Battle Royale. So I understand it. Um, I think um, it's, it's an opportunity uh, to maybe look at for more maybe the thirst aspect of it, but even the hunger... But again, is, is, this is leaning more towards a Survivor Games thing because, you know, if, if someone has to hunt or, you know, converge on a world to get water, 
it's a chance for players to take each other out and you know potentially it's a choke point that's a natural yeah. choke point not like you said where the admins are forcing things to happen but it's something that the players yeah i'm gonna need fucking water soon so yeah and the difficulty with having too strong of a hunger or thirst system just becomes you don't want a lot of players dying because they couldn't find food or dying because they ran out of water because it's just not it's not enjoyable when you're dying to the environment versus getting shot. Um, but in terms of the damage system, I'll probably be keeping that. It's a little complex to rework Daisy's da damage system, and as well, I think it works well enough, at least for the initial version, uh, that there's no real reason playing around with it. Is it just going to be a single player, or is it going to be teams, um, duos, or...? So initially it'll be single player, but... Um, one of the concepts I'm working with is not only a queuing system where you'll just click play and it'll put you in a server with a bunch of people, yep. but also teams. So at the main menu, you'll be able to invite your friend. Um, probably not through Steam, but you'll probably be able to add your friend by you know, his Steam URL or ID and actually invite him to a party. And when one of you click play, it'll send you off. Okay. Um, so these are all things that you can do with AZ. They're going to be a little complex, so they're not going to be in the initial version. But they're what I want to. They're really what I want to do. I want it to be really simple and really straightforward. And is player unknown advising you at all on any of this? No. 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 He's. Uh, I'm sure he's busy. You know, with his game and all that. Um, you know, I'm. I've been getting advice from anyone from BR for a while now. Yep. Uh, it's just, you know, we we all worked together for so long. We all went did our own things, and now I'm kind of coming back to BR. I'm not. I'm not going to go bother him or bother anyone else and yep. say, "Hey, can you help me with this concept?" It's something I want to do. So. Nice. So, what else do we need to know about it? Um. I. Don't really know if there's much else. Uh, it's a small little dev team, so you know updates aren't, at least at first right now, they aren't that frequent. Yep. Don't really have a timeline for when it'll be out, but I do want it to be at least in beta testing this year. Um, it's built off of Daisy expansion, so as long as the Daisy expansion devs don't go anywhere, I <laughs> don't see a reason for us to go anywhere. Yep. Uh, but yeah. I'm just, I'm just really excited about it because I've always loved VR games. Mate, a lot of people are. You know, some of the comments um, in chat, you know, Foxy, um, Stuby, um, one of my regulars is in here when he heard, um, when I briefed him on what we were going to be talking about tonight, he's like, oh, Battle Royale, I'll hang around and hear about that. Um, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but for those that love DayZ um, and, you know, the, the unique style of combat that DayZ has, um, it's it's going to be a winner. You know, Dewan in chat, he's a modder himself. He's got a um, basically a deathmatch server. Um, you know, he's probably someone, if I was you, I'd reach out to him. He might have might be willing to share some of the stuff he's done on it because he's done some amazing fucking reworks of the mechanics of um, DayZ um, that works so well on his uh, Vanilla++ Plus Plus server, if you've heard of it. I haven't heard of his server, but I've heard of Vanilla++, Plus Plus, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, well, that's his mod. Oh, all right. Yeah. I, 
Oh, I've seen it. Before. I've seen him around in the modders Discord. Yeah, he says, oh, we talk. <laughs> we we do, but uh, I don't really follow what many other people like. Yeah. I couldn't even name all the devs of expansion, and that's yeah. the mod I'm building off of. So yeah. No, mate, I'm definitely going to be keeping a close eye on it. So um, you're in the Discord now. So if there's any updates to it and you want to jump in and just let us know, you're always welcome. Um, obviously, I'm not kicking you out now, mate, because we've still got so much more to talk about and we'd love <laughs> to get our guests' um, view on anything. Um, but definitely keep us up to date on this so we can keep people um, who do listen to the podcast. Um, yeah, we still relatively small, but we're building it. Um, and a lot of people do just enjoy uh, the convergence of information regarding DayZ and everything about it, whether it be Battle Royale mods like you done or Wobo announcing that he's coming back. Yeah. All right, I, I will. Um, most most of the development for BR tends to be really open, so yep. you'll definitely hear probably more than you want to. <laughs> no, that you honestly could not um, give us more than we want um yeah, we've had former guests who are always just um, posting information in here and stuff like that, and we're always very happy to hear about it because it gives oh, Brim and I we could talk underwater of a mouthful of marbles, but um, it is nice when we have a topic to talk about. Hey, Brim. Well, you're telling me. <laughs> so yeah, bloody Wobo! Wow, when I saw his tweet, I was so happy. So happy. That guy was just, he, he's massive in the Daisy uh, community. One of the nicest guys in the Daisy community as well. I haven't heard anyone ever say a bad word about him. No, I think he's, like you say, he's he's definitely up there in, in as far as, you know, having the community's respect. And I think he's earned that. The only thing that that kind of annoyed me about the whole situation was that I I jumped on Twitter and saw it. And I was like, oh, mate, that's fucking awesome. I've got to share that to the fucking Discord for the podcast this week. And then I go to, you know, hit the old copy button, share the tweet, get ready to go, pop on, and I see you've already fucking done it about five minutes before I got there. <laughs> mate, I, like, I, was saying it, sod. I was saying it earlier, I was surprised I beat Foxy. Foxy's usually the one who um, is on the money with uh, the scoops. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, just messaging. Yeah, I, I had the same idea as well. I was like, oh, I wonder if Foxy's posted this yet. I haven't seen anything in the Discord. Quick, I'll jump in. Maybe I can get in before Foxy. And then lo and behold, you'd beaten both of us. <laughs> Mate, the beauty thing I've got is um, if you have a look um, further up the uh, chat, um, I've got a Twitter stuff link. Um, and I've got two people in there at the moment. I've been meaning to add... Um, Oh, there's someone I keep forgetting. Every time I said I go, I need to add their feed to this. Um, but I've got it so that every Day Z tweet and every Asmondian tweet get um, posted in that channel. Um, yeah, I've noticed. Yeah, so that's a handy is, channel as well. It is, a, mate. Even a boomer like me can work it out. Um, a nice little bot, uh, Carl bot, I think it might be or something. I, YouTube helped me. It's the only way someone as stupid as me could work out how to do it. Um, but yeah, it does help because it's, it is nice seeing all these different announcements and that. So, you know, as Mondian and Daisy, um, I try not to clutter it with, you know, I've got, I put my own one as a separate one because I sometimes tweet about random shit. Um, but for people who are, you know, very passionate about Daisy, it's a nice little thing to set up in a discord. 
um, so you can easily see what's being posted. But I couldn't be happier for the guy. Hey, Keegan, you know, he, he, he left for uh, a very sad reason, having to take care of his mum's who was very ill. But it seems like hopefully things have uh, gotten better there. The situation's resolved itself, and now he can come back to doing what he clearly loved. Yeah, I think I remember when he left. Like I said, I didn't follow him much. But, um, yeah, I, I saw whenever this tweet came out, I saw it posted in yeah, every major dis Discord for DayZ. I was like, wow. Yep. It's like as big as big as Frankie whenever he posted. But probably bigger, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The, like, Wobo was loved by the DayZ community. You know, the videos he did... Um, the stuff he talked about was so useful and so relevant, and he just he had that knack. You know, there's been some great people like Rab Plays and Archie Stormcloud, but nearly everyone who was um, a Daisy fanboy or girl um, looked to Wobo's videos for guidance on you know bullet penetration values and the the blood system and just the amount of stuff he talked about. It just helped you understand why things happened the way they did in the game because it's such a complex game it can be confusing at times hey broom yeah if it weren't for guys like him coming up with things like that and and as we say quite often as mondian as well with his various uh helpful infographics i think those guys and people like them have definitely saved a few lives in chanaris over the years definitely Definitely, but he tweeted out asking for advice on um, you know what he needs to bone up on when it comes to the game, um, and I, I mentioned those channels, you know, Black as well, um, criminally undersubbed. I'm, I, I say that every time. The guy's got thirty-one subscribers. I'm putting his channel in the um, chat now, um, but he's got videos talking about vanilla testing one hand grenade um, to detonate multiple simultaneously to gain entry to a base and. Just some very, very good little tips. But when you go to Wobo's channel, one of the things I said to him is, you know, as happy as I am to hear that you're coming back to um, DayZ, um, mate, with your techniques, you'd be mad not to look at um, doing Escape from Tarkov. Because you look at Wobo's channel, um, and I'll, I'll go back to his homepage now. Um, he's got... His DayZ videos, you know, 56,000 views, 61,000 views, 27,000 views, 102,000 views. He was doing The Division when that was game was uh, massive as well. 179,000 views. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? And like you said, Tarkov's become such a, a popular thing recently. It seems in the last sort of year or so, it's really blown up a lot more. It's not my cup of tea personally. I've never played it, but... You know, from what I've seen, it seems to be a pretty decent game, and and you know the numbers don't lie. At the end of the day, it's it's very popular, and I, I think I agree. I think Wobo would do quite well jumping in on a game like that, even if it's even if he never does any content from it and just plays it offline as a little something to do. You know, you, you can't go wrong. I just sorted his channel by most popular. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, 14, 15, 16. The 17th video is a Day Z one. Before that, all the most popular ones is a general one. Um, talking about survival sandbox games to watch in 2015. Then the division, the division, the division, the division, the division, the division. 
Ark. Uh, oh, sorry, no, I lie. There's a DayZ one. I missed it. Um, at number eight, um, Gilly Suit Guide got 278,000 views. But then you're back to Ark, The Division, Ark, Ark, The Division, The Division, The Division. So I know he was loved in uh, the DayZ community and he definitely did more DayZ stuff than he did anything else. But um, I think he's mad not to look at uh, branching out into Escape from Tarkov. Um, and you look at uh, the guy who's pretty much viewed as the king of it, Pestily. Videos. Sort by most popular. 583,000 views, 432,000 views. So, yeah, he's got um, massive uh, potential for another community that would... And so many DayZ players play Escape from Tarkov too. Do you play it, uh, Keegan? Yeah, I've been playing it since... Before it really blew up like it has. I've been, I've been with him for a while. It's a fun game. They did that uh, marketing thing well with Twitch, didn't they? That game just exploded. They did, yeah. Absolutely exploded. Yeah, I, I was playing back before they got Battleye, so that was a that was a big thing when they got that. Really cut back on cheating and made the game more enjoyable for a longer period of time. Do you know someone who goes by the Twitch name Big Ben Redux OG? Yeah, I know who Ben is. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I saw the comment. I went, the, he, he's trolling you. He's trolling you. Keegan <laughs> uh. <it> sounds 12. <laughs> <laughs> Give it back to him, mate. Give it back to him. Uh, no, I'm good. I don't want... Ben's, Ben's all right. Drama. I'll get back to him later. <laughs> Start some drama. <laughs> Drama, drama, drama. Yeah, we've we've been without drama for about a month now, so we we're kind of itching for some more, aren't we, Boydy? No, <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, can, I can create enough myself. I don't need anyone else to do it for me. Um, yeah, Ben and I did uh, Arma Three mod Desolation Redux. It was a zombie survival game as well. So nice. We did that for. Just, I mean, we're still kind of doing it, but. I don't develop as much for it anymore. They have a different team now. Yeah. It was always fun. But yeah, Tarkov is... I mean, the game is just amazing when it comes to gun mechanics. Yep. My only gripe with it is the character kind of movement and how well you can position your character. Is, it's worse than Daisy used to be, you know? Really? Uh, I've never it, played it. It is. Yeah, so some people will say that it's not a big deal. To me... I like games where you can, like like CSGO, where you can almost pixel-perfect put your character where you want him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tarkov doesn't give you that in the slightest. Um, which is a real shame, because everything else about the game is really well done. Well, time will tell. Time will tell with Escape from Tarkov. I think they've got a massive audience now. They really appeal to the people who are the, the gun nuts of the game and... Um, yeah. Um, to one saying, it feels like you were a chonky, thick fridge running around with really fucking loud boots hitting the ground noises. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, the next one is just a funny uh, comment I saw. I was um, I've been uh, dabbling in Baby Nades um, Island server, um, which is a pretty damn good hardcore server, by the way. Um, but uh, someone commented in the Days E chat there. I swear I planted over ten plots worth of plants and they never grow. And someone replied, "Did you water them?" Um, and it was like within minutes. So he was obviously typing his next comment. I played four hours and kept checking. Wait, I have to water them. And the guy replies, yeah. And then you get the face palm. And <laughs> someone put the bra meme. <laughs> He's let me kill myself. I just thought it was fucking hilarious. But it, the reason I posted it was, it's just one of those things with Daisy. Um, I, I remember back in the days with the hate videos. And, um, you know, people saying, they gave us fucking horticulture. Who the fuck wants to grow vegetables? Um, lots of people, actually. Not everyone just wants to run around and kill everything that fucking moves. Some people enjoy the other aspects of Daisy, and and this was great in that this guy just planted them and thought, yeah, they'll they'll fucking plant and they'll grow. Um, I think I actually replied with a um, "It's got what plants crave" meme uh, from Idiocracy. If any of you remember that, the Brawnade. But yeah, I I just I just found that one quite funny. Yeah, it did, uh, it did give me a little bit of a giggle, I'm not going to lie, when I saw that. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, I want to say it was maybe two months ago, I started playing Daisy just more casually. That was the first thing I did, I planted, um, I think it was peppers or something. Yep. Next day, next day I got online and they were gone and I was like, wait, why are they gone? I planted <laughs> some more and I was like, do I have to water them? So I grabbed a water bottle, I was like, oh yeah, look, water. Yep. <laughs> But it's good, yeah. It's some of the complexities of the game. They're adding stuff in there that I know doesn't make sense to some people, but to others, you know, like the server that I was um, playing on um, tonight, Daisy Down Under, um, horticulture is one of the essential things of the server. They've made it hard, so it's not something you could do as a freshie, just grow yourself a crop and survive. It takes about half an hour for the crops to grow, I think, on the um, Daisy Down Under. Um, but it's an integral part of the game now. Um, as a food source, you know, you can build a greenhouse and plant um, your, your crops and that in there. And it's an ongoing food source, but it takes a lot to build a greenhouse. And yeah, it's just another great part of what makes this game so amazing. Yeah, and I think when you've got a game that is purely survival at its, uh, its core, essentially, you know, let's let's think about it from a from a real world perspective. If we were suddenly thrown into the into that same situation ourselves you know it would make sense that you would want to be able to you know you know your food is isn't going to last forever you're going to need to grow some food it's like the first thing people do in like zombie movies and things you know yeah. they try and get to somewhere safe and they've always got uh you know a couple of plots with some you know some food growing and i, I think it's i think it's it, like you say it's an integral part of the game at this point i've been watching um things about no i don't want to get into the politics behind and that but the uh, capitol hill autonomous zone in uh, seattle in america um, and they've created a community garden and i just sit there wondering do any of them realize how long it takes some vegetables to actually be ready to harvest because i hope they're not relying on that feeding them tomorrow yeah and i don't think that would work in the uk because someone would just come up and piss on them for fun <laughs> it's the kind of arseholes we've got in this country oh mate i don't think just there mate i think everywhere i think everywhere would do it but yeah um 
the next one, not really Daisy related unless there were Daisy streamers over there. And I wasn't really too closely following the Mixer side of things, but Mixer shutting down. Yes. I don't even know anymore at this point. People, it's, it's such a weird one. Like you say, I didn't follow it close enough to know whether any, there were any Daisy streamers on there. I know that there are very, 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 very few on DLive. Yep. Um, but as for Mixer, I've got no idea. But I just can't help but think like, like Ninja and Shroud are the two that obviously left Being Twitch for big up. money deals. And like, I've got such a mixed opinion of the whole thing as far as they're concerned, because I think fair dues to them, you know, they're phenomenal businessmen. They got their paycheck, even if Mixer, even if that's, this all hadn't happened and Mixer was still going, you know, at the end of the day, they earned the right to go and do what the fuck they want and get a big payday. But at the same time, I can't help but think they, they just almost, it's almost like they shit on what they had built because they decided to take you know they decided to take what they had built on twitch and just go do you know what i can make 30 fucking million dollars here just by going somewhere else i don't even have to worry now about how many followers i've got how many subs i'm getting have i got people dropping me bits donos i don't need to worry about growing now because i've got a guaranteed 30 million dollars as part of a contract and I just think, surely at that point, you've got to think, why? Like, obviously, thirty million dollars is a is ridiculous money, but it's almost like they sacrificed, you know, the community and the and the and the people that love them for a payday. And I, I might be wrong on that, but it's just, it's mad. The whole situation is just absolute mental at this point. So there are a few people streaming it right now, even um, on Mixer, Daisy. Um, one guy, quite cleverly, his uh, stream title is follow me to Twitch TV dot, uh, forward slash Mixer, uh, MX1R. Um, but yeah, so that'll be, you know, there'll be more people streaming it on um, Daisy. One person has um, two, oh, Jesus, where's a blue gimp suit? Um, 240 <laughs> people watching him. I'm not quite sure what the if I even want to click on, <laughs> click on that link. You might want to click on that, put that in an incognito tab at this point. <laughs> Don't want your missus getting onto your bloody computer and going, "Oh, boy, do you, what the fuck is this you've been watching?" <laughs> but no, I, I couldn't agree more with him, Keegan, about the the whole. Uh, it was something that pissed me off as well. Um, I know it's business and all that, but you know, there's a big part of me that is all about loyalty um and i just i totally agree with you brim that they they shit on them keegan they did um all the people who'd sub to them and you know you people in the community like i had someone tonight um syntax um resubscribed to me for 12 months and he actually wrote happy 12 months you know those things matter to your community and these guys just for the for the chase of an almighty dollar and you can't tell me they weren't already earning good money I know they've earned insane coin now, but um, they shit on all their people who followed them. What do you think about it, Keegan? Well, for those that did leave Twitch to go to Mixer, I think the ones who are the big ones, right? So Shroud mostly, because I watched Shroud until they moved to Mixer. Yep. I think that they were already 
too large to really keep up with their community. Oh, that's, definitely. That's, that's how I think it kind of works. Like, you start growing, and you want to interact with the community, but at a certain point, it just there's too many people. And so you get that disconnect, and at that point, then it's like, well, your community isn't as big a pull on whether or not you switch to this new platform. Um, how, how often did he have uh, subs-only mode on? Every other day. And he, but he had to, though. I understand why. Yeah. I mean, if he turned it off, it would have been... He couldn't have talked to anyone in chat, so he had to. Yeah. Um, but with Mixer shutting down, you know, all their contracts and all that, are, are they going to go to Facebook now? That's something that hasn't actually been revealed, I don't think. I know that but. they turned down... Um, contracts which were double what they, or this is, I don't know personally, but this is what's been reported. They turned down contracts that were worth double what Mixer had originally operate, uh, offered them, but that basically forced Mixer into having to pay them out. So now they're technically free agents. Um, I assume they've got to stream until Mixer officially shuts down, um, <clears throat> or Mixer has just said, yep, you're released from your contract, go do whatever. Um, so now they can uh, but I did watch, a, there's a channel I talk about every now and then, Devin Nash. Um, uh, and he's a marketing sort of guy who floats around the um, streaming industry and YouTube and all the rest of it. Um, and he was basically saying that he personally feels that Twitch is not going to throw Buku dollars at them to get him to come back. Uh, because YouTube doesn't need to offer them big money either. Um, and he talked about the numbers. And whilst Twitch has the uh, majority of the market, um, YouTube is getting insane numbers. And YouTube has one advantage over Twitch in that YouTube has a steady audience of people. Twitch's audience mainly comes from the fact that it was the first kid on the block, the first you know successful streaming service for streaming video games and God knows what else, you know, body painting and all the rest of the weird stuff they do. Um, but YouTube is still growing. YouTube is still getting more and more people tuning into it. Um, and, you know, I see it. I don't watch YouTube streams. I don't like the, um, the, the interface. Um, I just don't like the way that they've set it up. But once they polish it, oh, damn, this, it's going to be big. Yeah, I, I think the same thing. With Mixer, I streamed on Mixer a bit. Yep. Um... As a streamer, I really liked Mixer more than either of the two others because I've streamed on all three of the, the platforms, YouTube, Twitch. So I liked how Mixer handled the streamer side. But Twitch has always had the best you know, uh, viewer experience. So yeah. I think that really goes a long way towards me and a lot of others preferring Twitch over the other platforms. But YouTube has so much money, you know, they can just yes. funnel cash into improving it over and over again. It just surprises me, though, Brim, that they've never done that. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Keegan. I think, you know, Twitch is a very community-focused streaming platform. You know, like you say, with your subs and your bits and your, you know, with channel points and things like that. And when you when you look further back into things like uh, streaming software such as Streamlabs OBS, I know me and you both use that, Boyd, and yep. we've both got the, the loyalty program 
yeah. set up on that for points and stuff. And <clears throat> when when you get down to that, obviously it's, it is very community focused. Whereas I think, like you say, with YouTube, it's such a big company it, that's mostly focused on the on on the upload of videos rather than the live streams. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think Twitch is definitely a lot better suited for for the live streaming market. Um, and like you know, fair, I mean, fair dues to to Mixer for giving it a go, but. I think I think it's going to be very interesting to keep a close eye on the whole situation over the next. Certainly, I would say over the next year or so, I think there's going to be quite a lot of big changes coming to to all platforms. It's going to be very interesting to see where where the whole industry is. I was surprised though that they threw the towel in Keegan because they they're back. They were backed by Microsoft, and talk about a company that's got. You know, bucket loads of cash as well. Now you've got YouTube, which is Google or Alphabet, um, Twitch, which is Amazon, Mixer was Microsoft. I thought we're genuinely going to have a third contender, but they just fucking threw the towel in. It's it's it shocked a lot of us. Yeah, but I mean, with the partnership with Mike uh, or Facebook, I mean, now Facebook might become the third competitor. Uh, competitor. So yeah, it was it was surprising to me too, but. I don't think anything major is going to kind of happen. I think it's we're going to continue down the same direction that we can we were going down with Mixer as like the big platform that was growing. Um, I think that's just going to switch over to Facebook now. Mm. Time will tell because at the moment it's still predominantly well, it is still Twitch at about sixty something percent. Um, and YouTube has about 20-something percent, and the others, DLive and BitChute and Mixer and Facebook Gaming, uh, make up the rest of it. Um, so it's really two, one big kid, uh, one um, upstart contender, and then a bunch of uh, wannabes. So time will tell. Time will tell. Um, <clears throat> Fubar Bundy now has a server up. Fubar's not a bad server shit. either. Yeah, I was going to play it tonight. But um, and I, I hate to say it because I love Bundy, but before I even jumped on, I got told that um, it was infinite stamina, and I was like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, okay. Um, and then I got told it's a ten-minute night cycle, and I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, see, I'm I'm a fan of the infinite stamina personally um, yep. because I just I'm a lazy prick and I haven't got time to sit <laughs> here and wait for my character to <laughs> slump around. I want to be able to sprint full bore and get from point A to point B. I I you know I can't be dealing with it. So infinite stamina for me, and especially with expansions auto run as well, you know, it just comes in so handy. But yeah, I was a bit surprised with the with the nighttime thing as well, um, and I I mean I it wouldn't have bothered me too much because within about half an hour of being on the server, I was lucky enough to find some NVGs and a battery. So, you know, it wouldn't have been too much of a problem, but from what I've seen so far, it's, you know, from, from my time playing on the server, it's, it's really well, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's been done good. And I mean, it's from what I can tell, I think it's hosted in Australia and I don't know what your ping shows up for it, Boydie, because obviously you're in Australia, but yeah, see, here in the UK, my ping was over three hundred. So, you know, it was uh, it was an interesting experience. Some people were saying I was sliding around like I was on ice, but <laughs> for me on my end, it was running 
as smooth as one could possibly hope for a Daisy server to run. So I I cannot think of a single complaint that I could put in from from everyone that I met at, at the Trader Safe Zones and stuff. No one was an asshole or anything. You know, everyone was really a everyone decent community on there so far. To make Fubar Bundy. Well, to an extent, yeah. I mean, there was. I don't think I've ever been in one place for for long enough to uh, to to notice so many Australian accents. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was really cool. Like I say, he seems to have a really well working server at the moment, and there seems to be a really good little community on there at the moment. So, fingers crossed, it all it will continue as it is now. At least they don't sell gear for PayPal dollars like most top servers, Kappa. Oh, that, 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 oh, God. Have you heard of that, Keegan? Uh, I've known about it for a while. That, that was a big thing in Arma 3 with their monetization policy. Yep. But personally, I'm not a fan of strict monetization, for especially when they did it in Arma 3. I just, I watched as Arma 3 kind of, the community just evaporated because of it. Um, but Daisy's had it since inception, you know, so that, you know, the monetization policy. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't see a reason for anyone to change away from it, but when Arma 3 made that decision to go that direction, I thought it was a mistake. So you don't mind the people being able to buy stuff for cash? No, I mind it, but I don't think that... I don't think that servers should be forced to not do that. If you look at, like, Rust, um, a friend of mine runs a modded Rust server, and one of the big parts of his income is from selling, essentially, gear. And some people don't enjoy that, so they don't play his server. And some people don't mind it, so they do. I think um, a community should have that choice, and it should unless it really causes legal options with the company, the company that creates the game shouldn't kind of dictate that. That is interesting. I do wonder if there would be um, issues for them uh, monetarily. Uh, yeah, straight away, you can just think of the little kid who gets his hands on mum or dad's credit card and um, clocks up a whole bunch of fucking M4s and scars and um, a chopper and all the rest of it, and mum's wondering why the hell their son's kidding himself out for the, uh, the boogaloo. Um, but um, you look at DDU, they've actually got um, um, a donation bot. Um, this is the way I like it personally, is that you donate to support the server that you um, like playing on. Um, and I've got no idea, you know, I could probably add it up and see how much they've got coming in because, yeah, yeah, as you probably um, know both Brim and Keegan, it, it does cost money to do your server. Um, not just money, but time, and that's time person you know would be taking out of their life and i've got no issue with people being compensated but i don't know just the the whole buying stuff on a server it it, it almost turns it to pay to win and um yeah yeah i think that's the big thing i think like you say the whole idea of pay to win i think there is a right way of doing it and i think for me personally and this is just my personal opinion i think the right way of doing it is have you know what a lot of servers have is donator clothing for example yep. so you know yep. you donate say 10 dollars a month and for that you get you know a custom field jacket 
cargo pants with your logo if you're a streamer for example on there things like that i think that's fine but when it comes to things like um having access to weapons uh, and things like that i mean it's all well and good having a uh, you know having a cool skin on a weapon and what have you but you know it's such a gray area i think i think there needs to be a bit of a limit on it like you say having a having a jacket or a pair of trousers or you know maybe a custom uh food item like a can of beans with you know that you can buy from a trader or whatever yeah but as long as you're not actually being given weapons and it it being that pay to win where you know you pay x amount per month Mm. and for that you're getting this weapon that has a higher damage to all the other ones that the regular you know the non-donators on the server have access to that i think would be going a bit too far but i haven't heard of a server really offering that um so I think I think it's it's like I say it's a bit of a grey area, but as long as it's done right and it's done carefully, I I can't see an issue with it. See, Keegan, my mind works in a weird way. Um, I'll I'll talk about something and I'll have my opinion on it, and then I start to think of a but what if, and my but what if now, which I imagine you probably will agree with, is so you've got someone like me i've got plenty of time in my hand you know i'm pretty much retired uh, so i'm able to jump on and grind out the hours to get it but you get a guy who will say he's a lawyer and he works you know 50 60 hours a week um doing his job and on the weekend he likes to play some daisy one thing he does have is a lot of cash he doesn't have a lot of time but he does have a lot of cash so who are we to say that he can't join a server spend 20 bucks and get himself kitted out spend 20 bucks of real money get himself kitted out um, or get in-game currency or whatever and go and play the game the way he wants. And I think that sort of ties in to what you were saying about servers need to be just let to do their thing. Is that sort of where you were going with it? Yeah, that's the player perspective of it. Um, For me, the the server owner perspective is the one that I identify with more. Yeah. Like my friend that runs a Rust server, he makes enough money off that that that's his job. All he does is administer and develop for his Rust server. And I think if you let server owners choose how they want to make their income, some will choose that they want to go the direction where they sell in-game currency or items or whatever, and some will choose donations. But you'll open the door for people who say, I want to run this server as a job, and I want to do that every day, all day, for six days a week, seven days a week. And I think you'll see more development come out of that server. And you'll see that that server actually do better than a lot of other servers. Just because now the owner and everyone who's working with them kind of has time, more time, to focus on it. And it's not just, oh, I do this as a hobby. You know, this is what I do in my free time. This is... It's not their free time anymore. This is what they do. I think... That's something that you should at least let people have the opportunity to do. Um, It'd have to be carefully managed, though, uh, Brim, because the issue I see is um, we'll use our lawyer friend again. We'll call him Dave because Dave's a dick. Um, What he likes to do (laughs) is spend 100 bucks and go and buy 20 C4 fucking charges and just go and fuck over um, the person who doesn't have the money and grind it. So you'd have to manage it very carefully, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I think that that's basically what I was talking about beforehand is, like you say, having an item of clothing with your 
you know, preferred logo or, or um, camouflage on it or something like that, I think that is absolutely fine. If you want to spend 20 quid or $20 or whatever your currency is on an in-game item that doesn't give you an advantage over anybody else, then fine. That's your money. You do with that as you see fit. You worked hard to get that. But like you say, if, if you can go into a server, drop $20 and buy a bunch of C4 and then go and raid someone, well, that is obviously, that's that's out of the question in my opinion. I think that's that is that becomes pay to win then and that becomes, you know, using money to have an unfair advantage over other players. And I think that's that's where the, the line should be drawn in my opinion. Uh, what I th think about that is if a server lets players do that, that's gonna happen every single day. Because there's yeah. always gonna be someone who wants to piss everyone else off. And so yeah. that server is not going to have a large player base. It's not going to succeed. That's that's the way I see it. So the way that a friend of mine mitigates that is he uses a kit system where every day you're able to get, get one kit, depending on what you bought. And that kit has a set amount of items that you get. That's good. And that doesn't give them too many explosives. It, so they have to play, you know, five, six days before they have enough explosives to go raid one base. So, yeah, if you're playing by yourself and you're not spending the money on kits, you're not going to have as enjoyable of a time. But at the same time, if everyone you know buys one kit, $20 kit, they're all going to be on an even playing field because it's not going to be one of them spends it on guns and another one spends it on explosives and just blows up every whatever the guy with guns has. It's more balanced that way. So I think regardless of policing it or not policing, you know, how the community manages spending money, the servers that have the best payment model will always do better. So just bringing up the monetization rules now, they're, they're quite strict. You can't basically yes. legally do what um, uh, we're talking about here on DayZ servers, can you? No, you'll be blacklisted by BattleEye and your server will not appear in the server list. So charging players to access your server if the fees and associated perks do not affect gameplay in any way is allowed. <clears throat> Limiting access to only paying players is allowed. Um, servers with access limited to paying players must be on a different hive or have rules and settings identical to the freely accessible servers. Um, product placement, in-game advertising and sponsorship is allowed. Accepting uh, donations is allowed, but to avoid any doubts, not providing donations must not prevent anyone from accessing the content. Selling of in-game items that don't affect gameplay and selling of cosmetic perks are allowed. Applicable only to servers with mods after modding support has been added to DayZ. Uh, please remember that these rules do not apply to Public Hive DayZ servers or the DayZ mod. And yeah, you have to actually apply for um, to be monetized as well, which a lot of people don't know. Yeah, thing is, there's so many ways around that, though. Yeah. I mean, if someone was to, you know, like you say, that I, I like that bit where it says selling of in-game items that don't affect gameplay and selling of cos cosmetic perks are allowed. Like, that's what we were just saying, you know, if you want to spend 20 quid and have your you know your your logo as a streamer or whatever on a on a jacket on a server that you play on the most then then happy days but obviously they're saying you you know you can't pay to to have an advantage over others by buying a bunch of c4 or good guns but it's such an easily circumvented rule 
because all someone has to do is say to a to an admin of that server, look, if I if I donate to you twenty dollars, will you spawn me in that fifty cow? Yeah. You know, and and I mean, it, as long as you're, you know, as a server owner, you're someone with a bit of fucking integrity in you, you know, you won't do that. And you'll say, no, if you want to get that, you know, you have to go to the military base. You've got to loot it. You've got to find it yourself. It no like perks like that. that don't have that integrity, mate. But yeah, unfortunately, I think there's always going to be one or two arseholes that, you know, kind of ruin it for, for the 99% of other servers and server owners that do it the right way. Yeah, I think, I, I just think without a monetization policy, those people who, do, those server owners who do do it kind of behind the scenes would start yeah. doing it up front. And I think that their payment models would likely be worse than people who don't agree with, you know, removing the monetization policy. People who think it's there for a good reason. I think those people have better payment models subsequently better servers because of it but the, the one said a good point though you can't really compare rust to daisy as rust is a base raid game survival realism is not that big in that game yeah uh, you're right about he's right about that but the payment model itself between between rust and daisy can be compared the the items themselves might change so in rust you, know, you might get building materials and you know not maybe not as many weapons but maybe more explosives in their kits in daisy you might get food you know water basics so when you first spawn your character you can get your kit and you're good to go for the next two hours yeah you know daisy and rust yeah they're different games but the payment models can be compared um the next topic is um a video from chris fps who i absolutely love um part of the uh bwof community <clears throat> but i'm not sure i like the mod an A10 Thunderbolt. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, let's be honest. Wee Devil's got some fucking cool stuff on his server. Oh, There's yeah. a reason the Blue Waffle server is one of the best and one of the biggest out there. You know, it's there. It's, it is that for a bloody good reason. Um, I think when it comes to things like, you know, like an A10 and things like this, when it becomes, it, it's cool to look at. It's cool to see what's possible. Um, yes. I know during the expansion testing, they did have a um, uh, a fighter jet as well, but that was they said that that was literally created just as a proof of concept to be like, look, this is what we can do. We're not releasing this, but you know, it is a little bit of a showcase, bit of a you know big dick swinging situation, and I'm all for it, fair dues. Um, but I think. When it comes to things like that, if you've got a server where... I mean, I'd be pissed off if I was running around. I've just run around for an hour. I've made it to Northwest Airfield, you know, got some decent loot. It's taken me ages. And then all of a sudden, you know, a fucking A-10 warthog strafes me and sends me back to the coast. <laughs> I'd be... F I'd, I, mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would look up and go, wow, that's fucking cool. But then I'd get that, look, you know, you are dead. And I'd be like, as cool as that was, that's an hour down the shitter. I'd be livid. Uh, that's funny. What do you think, Keegan? I think it's just cool, but I, I agree with that. It, it doesn't have a place in the game, but just as a concept and something to mess around with, I think it's one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Oh, yeah, it, I, I totally agree. It is cool as fuck, um, but 
even practicality wise like the speed of that fucking thing you'd be across the map in like five seconds yeah it's a rapid looking bit of kit and yeah i think it's quite good with with the the fact that obviously they can put on events and stuff having it you know having it as a, a as a special effects situation for you know for maybe for doing events on the server for for youtube videos and things like that i think it's absolutely perfect but i I wouldn't like to see it being able to be just bought and used by anyone at any time even if you put it so that you know you have to have fucking 10 gajillion rubles to to afford it you know it's having your average person be able to use it and, and, you know, have it at their base or whatever is, I think that's a bit much using it for events and good videos by all means. I do have to say though, I, I, I think Keegan that I can, I can see a little, there's a little evil, the devil on my shoulder sitting there going, could you imagine flying that fucker and strafing um, freshies on the coast? Just watching them run along <laughs> the fucking road from, um, here coming and they're coast. just sprinting. Yes. Yes, oh. just watching him run up into the hills or out into the ocean, and there's a little bit. Um, but yeah, Ben's just said in chat, beauty is now that we all, um, all have servers to suit our player choice. Our server is nutty as fuck, so people enjoy this stuff. And as just mentioned, a lot of it is more for events. Yeah, like I said, Ben, I'm not a personal like. If I saw this on Daisy Down Under, a hardcore server, I'd be like, what the fuck? Um, but on the, the crazy servers. Fucking have at it. It would be hilarious. Yeah, just imagine though, you've just built yourself a nice big base on top of fucking Skyrim or something like that. And then this bastard comes along and drops a bomb on your base and destroys the whole fucking thing with one bomb. Yeah, that's that's straight up rage quit territory at that point. That that's full on like uninstall, go fuck yourself situations there, but I mean like like you say, Chris's video is absolutely brilliant, you know, and Chris is a very talented content yeah. creator, you know, and and he's really stepped up his game it seems he over has. the last few months as well, and I, I'm I'm all for it, absolutely all for it, you know, like like you say, you know, Ben's got such a great server. Yep. Uh, I've been part of events on that server before, you know, over the last few years, it on and off, and it's just there's so so much possibility for so many cool things that I, th- I think it's brilliant to see it really is um he said he just added an mi24 attack heli uh, that can chop down trees with the cannons and noble i'm doing well mate thank you so much but yeah an mi24 attack heli that i'm a little bit more yeah interested I, in. I saw i saw that on on twitter that would uh that that looked pretty pretty mean to be fair. I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of any of it. But no, again, I, I love what they're, they're able to do in the game now. It's just fucking amazing, absolutely fucking amazing. The stuff that's coming out, uh, there's still a lot of life left in this old girl yet. Um, <clears throat> I did like um, this tweet from um, Twitter. Um, <clears throat> So there's a clip here. Yeah. Oh, I see one. I see one. I see one. Attacking. Dead. Got him. Really nice. What? It's that strike killed strike. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Is there another strike? But I just. Oh my God! Imagine being killed two seconds before the server reloads. <laughs> Imagine you're just sitting there like I'll just wait. Yeah, the clip itself <laughs> is good. 
but it's the response from the Daisy Twitter team. This guy is yeah. tweeting at us right now asking why the hell he spawned without his stuff on a beach after a simple re- uh, server restart. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Oh, I see one. I see one. I, I see one. I fucking loved that. Attacking. I absolutely loved it. It's just another example of how good... Um, uh, yeah, but I did like Strike's response there. It was a heavily modded server on expansion. Just telling him it's the mod's fault. <laughs> yeah, if in doubt, blame somebody else. Yeah. It's just the way forward. Yeah, no. To be fair, I, I I kind of feel for that guy. I'm I'm one of those. I'm very very aware of my surroundings and of snipers in Daisy because it seems to me over the years that that sniping and any sort of long distance engagement seems to be quite meta nine times out of ten. Um, so I am always very careful if I go into a building. The first thing I do is I just go prone inside if I've got to sort something out. Because I think there's, I'm bound to just my sods law, my luck. I will get my head taken off, and there'll be fuck all I can do about it. I love having the one in chat, Keegan. He's just said, "Yeah, blame the people who spend free time creating free work for nerds to play." <laughs> that's that's how it works out, and then then we go and we say, "No, it's not our fault. It's it's the developers of Daisy's fault." Yeah, just back and forth. Oh, we, we, I've had it so many times. It's people just love to bitch and moan about the uh, about free stuff and it not working. Yeah, fucking hope. Why, why can't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, this next one, it's a bit of a serious point. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't even sure whether to bring it up, but I thought, no, we're going to bring it up. Um, there's a Twitter handle out there that um, calls itself. Uh, oh no, let me try to get it up again. Uh, Daisy Community. Is the tweet gone? Replying to... From what I can see, it looks like it's saying, this tweet is from an account that that no longer exists. So it's looking to me like that Daisy Community that posted that has now deleted their Twitter. So they put this up. Now, I don't want to get into the politics of it um, or nothing like that, but... When you run an account called Daisy Community, and it's, yes, I know I can be bad on Twitter as well, but for fuck's sakes, think about it. The fact that the dev team had to fucking do a um, tweet um, to make it absolutely clear that this unofficial Twitter account does not represent the Daisy dev team or anyone at Bohemia Interactive. Yeah, the, the fact, fact that, that that had to be explained because someone is, is replied. Mental. Someone replied thinking it was official yeah that's what worries me that's what worries me is the fact that someone saw that and went well that's definitely clearly going to be the official daisy account there's you know there's no blue check mark on twitter or anything this is just a random post popped up but this is you know this is definitely legitimately daisy i've got to mention something you think no you can clearly see that's not you know the daisy thing like even tagged the official daisy twitter in it yeah. saying you know saying oh you know i don't i don't agree with this and you're like you how can you get it so wrong that you you even tagged the people that didn't make it it it, it just blows my mind that people don't take you know three seconds to to read and notice that it's clearly uh and, and you know a, a separate account yeah and the one's right there keegan he thinks the reply is just bullshit as well that they're just trying to stir shit up we all know how twitter works yeah, I think if it was me reply doing that reply, 
I probably would have tagged Daisy as well. So I don't know if it really was a bullshit reply. Yeah. Just because, like, if you look at Arma 3, Arma 3 has multiple Twitter handles. If you're trying to get a reply, you tag all of them. Yeah. So, I just, I don't know. I, it is, it's, it's kind of sad that this is something that they, the official Daisy Twitter had to respond to. Now, I've got another clip for us to watch. Rab Plays, who's a regular of the stream, did a fucking 200 IQ play. What a play as well. Good old Rab coming play. in clutch. Killed him. What a poor bugger. He would have thought, I've got the high ground, um, and I've got it, and he got outplayed. But it got me thinking. Back um, a while ago on the Greens Bean server when it was going, um, we had um, one of our potential guests in here, Stuby, did a raid on someone, um, and he did through Windows as well. Um, that not a lot of people, particularly if you're not a raider, if you're just a survivor who likes to build a little base and doesn't raid other people's bases, um, you don't know that you can actually get through these windows. So there was a discussion on there, and I've always been of the philosophy that, um, well, the Daisy dev team are obviously aware of it. If they didn't want you to do it, they would have done something about it. But that was an assumption I made, and I actually tweeted... Adam Franco and Daisy, um, and asked them. Um, this brings up an interesting discussion I have had. Um, things like this can be used for base rating. Is it intentional designed by you that these windows and others like it are enterable by players, or is it an oversight? Some call it glitching, others legitimate. Um, and it is definitely a glitch and an oversight. Um, yeah, but it is a cool bug. Um, oh. Has Adam deleted his response? I should have screenshotted it. Adam did respond to it. And he basically said that it was to do with weapon collision um, and grenades and stuff like that. It, it's not something they ever intended was for people to be able to enter like that. Did he maybe reply? That sounds about right. No, he must have deleted his response. But yeah, I remember what he uh, said, thankfully. Um, but yeah, no. Um, and you see a comment here, you would 100% be banned on Doug for this. Well, um, okay, I probably need to message the um, Doug team um, because I did that on Doug uh, probably about a week and a half ago. Um, climbed in through a window. I saw that, you naughty boy. Uh, to be fair, until Ralph put that clip out, I didn't even know it was possible. So, but then again, that you know, it's, it's me at the end of the day. So, take it with a pinch of salt either way. But yeah, the fact that that's that's possible just just proves why when I'm base building, I just block up everything. I make my base is like Fort Knox just yep. in case, but I mean, I, I can't, you can't be mad at that. Like that, like you say, that's a 200 IQ play to be on the receiving end of that must be fucking annoying. 
but GG to Rav for that because that is actually a really a really clever little play. Ben saying on um on uh B Woff you'd get a GG. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Keegan, did you see the new um Daisy trailer? Uh, I saw a bit of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. I got about three quarters of the way in, and I clicked 18. away. It's interesting. Yeah, it's definitely a cool little trailer, but I didn't feel the need to watch the whole... It's, it's a long one. I didn't feel the need to watch the whole thing. Imagine waking up in the dirt, only to discover you are right in the middle of the post-apocalypse. Well, that just became your reality. Welcome to the end, where only one rule matters. Stay alive, no matter what. Find food, water, and protection. Then head inland for more supplies. From now on, loot is life. But beaver isn't just hunger, thirst, and illness that's a hazard to your health. Get cornered by infected, and you'll be ripped to shreds in no time if you're not prepared. Biggest threat, however, are the survivors. Friendlies are few. And strangers are more likely to turn you into human steak. Here, your fellow man is out to get you. The end of the world just brings out the worst in people, I guess. Survival isn't easy. It will test your endurance, your patience, your will to live. It will beat you, break you, and strip you of everything if you let it. But not all is doom and gloom. Life in the apocalypse is liberating if you give it a chance. No unnecessary rules to follow. And no one telling you what you can do. You can become whatever you want. So, what's it gonna be, Survivor? This is Daisy. This. This is your... Where is this? I don't recognize this location. Do you guys? No. So is this a little Easter egg? The water tower kind of makes me feel like Tanoa from Arma 3. That's where I get that vibe from that. But hmm. nothing else about it seems familiar. <clears throat> yeah, it definitely looks like it could be a new, a new area of some description. Because they've done it before. They've dropped um, reveals in trailers, you know, the, the V3S truck, um, the suppressor on a SVD um, from the last trailer they did. Um, sorry, to once just said something, um, uh, going back to the previous topic, um, he, he deleted his reply, I think, because he was speaking of an old bug that was later fixed with Windows. The hitbox would have issues blocking nades and stuff. I just tested. It seems like Red House Windows had this issue, maybe a few other models too. Um, so that adds some context to why Adam may have deleted his uh, tweet. But yeah, back to this. That was... I didn't even... I didn't... Oh, fucking... I've got the attention span of a gnat. Um, but I didn't recognise it. And someone commented on it. And yeah, it's... Maybe this is a new map they're working on. Even if it's just a new location that they add to Chinaris or Livonia, to be fair, I'm, you know, I'm easy with anything, to be fair. I don't know, Keegan. I, I would actually like them to see a Daisy specific map. 
maybe even something new. I know there's a lot of um, hype around some of the older maps from um, Armour 2 and that, and Armour 3, but I think an actual map that is 100% new and authentic, created with Daisy in mind, would be very well accepted by the community, even if you had to pay for it. Um, but I think that's affected Livonia a bit. But what do you think? I agree. Um, I think the most difficult part about building the days a new map for Daisy is going to be capturing all of the details that they've gotten so right with Genaris and Livonia. It just you walk into the woods and it, every area feels unique on both those yeah. maps. Um, so that's a lot of work. Yeah, I hope I hope they come out with another map. That'd be really awesome. But yeah, even a new area still be something there'd be so much detail there you could spend you know a whole day going through it and finding new things well ben and dewan both think it's um just cool art an artist's um impression but i hope you're both wrong there i've said it oh drama starting to creep up <laughs> speaking of drama a reply um don sibley screenshotted this for us um, wasting money with the trailer being made when you could have been putting it towards broken limbs. Shake my head, Daisy. Um, and Daisy, again with the awesome response, our marketing people are not coding broken limbs. Yeah, I mean, just like you say, as always, whoever's in charge of the Daisy Twitter account at the moment, just just killing it on a daily basis at this point. It's, yeah. it's just getting beyond a joke now. It's, uh, you got You can't help but love it. You cannot help but love it. And this is, um, they actually did a screenshot. Uh, that's beautiful art at the end. Mine's sharing that on its own. We'll officially share it later. This one is just for you since you asked nicely. Um, and there's that artwork. So they kind of do confirm it a bit that it's art, but um, there are a lot of comments. Um, um, that doesn't look like um, any of the maps we've got. Is this some type of spoiler for a new map? Um, reminded me of Namolska bits, um, Rad Play says. Um, I've never played it, but been watching some videos of it, and that type of buildings are there. It's just art. There have been others with items there which are not in the game. Don't think it's meant to be an exact representation. Um, neither Cherneris nor Livonia maps have these buildings. Are you secretly working on another map? So there's a little bit of hype there, um, which is, regardless of whether it's um, true or not, um, holy crap, that artwork is amazing. Yeah, it is. It's beautiful artwork. Um, but we shall see. We shall see. Um, I'll link that um, tweet in case anyone wants to uh, copy that image. Put it on their PC or something. But it's beautiful artwork. It really is. Me, I'm going to live in hope. Um, as a Daisy fan, you have to live in hope, though, don't you guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, I think that's one of the... the best things about daisy as well is that it, even if you whether you're in game or or not like it's such a beautiful game like the way it looks i mean my my background wallpaper on my pc has been a screenshot that i took far out west funny enough if i'm not mistaken on the blue waffle server about two years ago yep. and it's just i'm quite proud of the fact that i was <clears throat> somewhat smart enough to get such a decent screenshot but you know it's, it's such a beautiful game there's so many areas that it's, it just lends itself to beautiful artwork like that being made from it it does doesn't it keegan you know just some of the i do love when day the official daisy account does their you know twitter things with their postcards my daisy all the rest of it and people just send in yeah you, know, you know some of them are, are talented with their um photoshop editing and stuff like that but you just 
even just running around in the game, especially if you've got a 4K monitor, fuck, it's a beautiful game, Keegan. It is. Ever since they, you know, got the new engine and the new lighting system, it has just been... It's so it's so unique, and like you said, you guys said it. it it's screenshot worthy everywhere. <laughs> the one just um, <laughs> gave me a good, good. <laughs> okay, guys, who gave the freshie at SVD? <laughs> That's a good and again, point. another great Daisy uh, Daisy Twitter reply there as well. The graphic, graphic design. designer. Did I just Such a breakfast? sarcastic response. <laughs> God, I'm, glad I you, I'm glad you linked that one, Dwight. I always worry. One of these days, the one, I'm going to piss him off and he's going to send me through a porn link or something and I'm going to get fucking <laughs> banned from fucking Twitch for seven days or something. He'd probably just do it for the shits and giggles, the bastard. Uh, but yeah. He always sent, yeah, he sent through the thinking fucking, yeah. Um, and here's Wobo's actual tweet. We talked about it earlier, um, but I'm coming back to content creation in a month and I'll be focusing on DayZ because I haven't played since my charity stream in 2018. I know almost nothing about 1.0 plus. What do you think I should be aware of since the release of DayZ 1.0? 464 hearts, 35 retweets, 83 comments. The genius is back. Yeah. People are happy. People are happy that he's back. How can you not be? Let's be honest. You know, it's it's like I say, it's it's a great time to be in this community now. It, you know, things are progressing forward. Um, you know, and it almost seems like it's for the first time in a long time. And to see a lot of guys like Wobo, Frankie, other guys who who have been away yeah. from the community for a while to start coming back, just like you, like you said, like we say every week, Boydy, you know, there's life in this old girl yet. And I think this is this is just going to prove it at this point. Um, <clears throat> we're getting near the end of it, uh, but there was a tweet I saw. Um, in a comment thread that I was uh, talking about people with. Um, what was it from? So I said we're lacking a decent um, Daisy first-person modded server um, that isn't hardcore, uh, one that is for wanting action, fact, uh, one for those wanting action or factions, etc. Um, in Australia, we're very limited because of our smaller player base as well. Um, and yada, 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 the conversation went on. Um, We'll talk about another server, and Jared, or Spectacle, said, yeah, the problem is that the game isn't popular enough. Most people I talk to still think Daisy is the same as it was three years ago and refuse to hear that it's actually quite good now. I would love more servers down under. And I actually retweeted it because that is something I think that, um, and now that we've got someone who really seems like he's invested in marketing this game to the best of its ability, Guys, do you hear that much yourself, Keegan? From people saying, oh, Daisy, are you still fucking working on that piece of shit? Yeah, I hear that, and the, when I say it's Daisy Battle Royale, I hear it twice, so... <laughs> but do you agree, Keegan, that they need to do something to... Uh, uh, what I had in my mind was, you know, Frankie's coming back. Frankie still has three fucking million subscribers, I think. Um... And if he does a video, all these people who are still sub to him are going to be like, what the fuck? And I know that, you know, the, the, their coffers aren't unlimited, 
but I honestly feel that there's a they could spend some money and do a you know, get him to do a feature on it because I still remember watching a video. I talked about it last week or the week before. So he's got three and a half million subscribers. I don't think anyone in the DayZ community has got anywhere near that. Um, you know, you look at the Running Man. Um, he's got oh, where's his channel? He's uh, got to be getting close, surely. One hundred sixty-four thousand. Uh, Minder is another massive one. I think Minder's got more, to be honest. Oh, I see they're going. What the hell? 216,000. So these guys have got decent reaches, but you know, there's still 3.5 million people who subscribe to um, Frankie on PC in the hopes that he'll one day come back, which he said he is. So why don't they do something with him where they do a flying to fucking Prague and get him to talk about it and be honest and say, I walked away from this game back when it was in early access because it was shit. It wasn't fucking playable to my standards, yada, yada, yada. And they can showcase where the game's at now. They need to do something because, like, like you said, Keegan, you know, you're getting it twice for um, Battle Royale and DayZ. There's still so many people who think the same. Yeah, I mean, it, this is something that's, I think, as more content creators start to get back into DayZ, that it'll slowly start to change. But just trying to sit sit down with someone who hasn't played Daisy since like zero six zero zero six two, yeah, you know they trying to convince them to just get back on the game, play it for a couple hours, and see what they think. They just think I'm going to play for two, three, four hours, and it's going to be the same experience. And no, they don't really want to spend that many that much time just to get the same experience they had back then. Which you know we all know. That's not what it's going to... They're going to get in there and they're going to be like, wow, this is amazing uh, how far it's come along. Yeah. But it's so hard to convince people. I think Frankie is a, a big step towards that. And I actually I really like your idea. Getting him to come in and do something kind of officially with yep. Daisy itself would really go a long way. Pay him. Fucking start a Kickstarter. I'm certain those of us who love the game would all chip in fucking five bucks each and <laughs> to pay the great Frankie to make a video that's... Just he you know, he doesn't have to blow wind up its ass, but just tell people how much it's changed. Um, you know, I don't know if Ben's still around, but Ben said that um, he was quite impressed. Um, ben from um, Blue Waffle spent um, a week ago the morning with him and Sada, um, showing him the expansion mod and just what's changed in DayZ, and apparently he was quite impressed by it all. Yeah, and I think, like you say, I think it's a great idea to, like you say, get him out to Prague, get him to do a, you know, like you say, don't blow smoke up it, but, you know, be honest. And it would be nice to see, like, a, a video edited in such way that it, it shows a before and after. So so for various features such, well, even if something as simple as the movement, just, just walking down the road yep. and show, look, this is how clunky it used to be. This is how, you know, how your character used to move now you run around like this and, um, you know, then insert some footage of current way of running around and Remember a wall, things like that. You just have to run around the wall. Not anymore. Now yeah. You can vault over You it. can hop over it. Yeah. And, and, you know, do like a before and after thing of, of, of you know, a handful of features, uh, you know, and then like you say, just market the absolute bollocks off of it. And, you know, before yeah. you know it, it's, it's suddenly every, you know, everyone's opinions are going to be changed. If you can get a good amount of marketing out of it, you know, you, you are, you just, you just, 
laughing then. It's just you're just going to have everything you need. Because Daisy is a game that's got longevity, uh, Keegan. Um, <laughs> fucking the one. I have made such a video. Can I share it? Of course you can, the one. Of course you can, mate. Well, um, provided there's no copyright music in, I'll play it with audio um, at the end of the stream. But um, oh God, now I've forgotten what I was talking about. Oh, he scares me. The one does. He scares me so much. Um, <laughs> no copyright. But um, what was I saying? He fucking derailed my train of thought. No, it's not porn. Now I've got porn on the brain. Um, what, what, what? Oh God, I've totally derailed my train of thought. What did you just finish saying, Brim? Uh, I was saying it would be nice to see uh, see if the if, if like you say if they're going to fly Frankie out or whatever else yeah. to get like a before and after to yes. see you know this is how things worked beforehand. This is what everyone is used to. Um, you know, and, and what we all uh, sort of have seen for years, but actually now that's changed. That's not the same. Like you so say, you can now hop over a wall rather than having to spend twenty minutes running round something. Yeah. You know, and, and so so that there's a clear definition of what what was and what now is, showing how well the game has progressed over the last couple of years. I'm showing how much of a boomer I am right now, Keegan, in that I've like, forgot what I was saying five minutes ago, but I remember now. Um, in that. Um, Daisy's a game with such longevity. Um, you know, other games, you play it, you finish the campaign, you finish the mission, and you, you're generally not going to play it again. Maybe a couple of years down the road, you might. But Daisy's one of those games where, you know, there's there's mods like you're coming up with, there's servers like Blue Waffle, there's servers like Daisy Down Under, servers like Daisy Underground, where the experience differs so much, all based off of this one amazing game. And if they can bring back, you know. 20%, 30%, maybe 50% of all the people who bought this game, then this player base will just swell massively. Yes, it'll make it fucking hard to get it on our favourite servers, um, but there's still so much potential in it, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, they got console players now. Modding is eventually going to come to consoles. It's There's so much room for growth, and the game just lends itself to that, to being able to have huge swings in players as, you know, content gets created and then kind of slows down. Uh, we're, we're just hitting that point where so much content's getting created. I, it'll be so exciting to finally see the player count start to rise and rise and rise, and I think it will. I think it's going to get pretty going pretty well over the next couple months as people start to see expansion and all these great servers that are out there. Yep. It's exciting. You mentioned something then that I want to talk on, um, and it's just a topic that's just literally popped up because of something you said. Commodity will come to console. So for the idiots like me, um, what sort of modding will be possible on console? Do you have an understanding of that, Keegan? So I've had one friend t tell me about kind of the console modding work. Um, he knows a bit more than me. I've we've gone back and forth. He wants to get you know me and a few others early access to it. That I don't think he's going to be able to. But I think the end goal really is to have the same modding solution that we have on PC on console. So anyone who wants to play like Daisy expansion can play with their friends from console as well. That I I'm fairly confident that's the end goal of it all. And yeah, cross-platform. Um, oh, fuck yeah. I I'm, might be able to finally kill someone. 
<laughs> I'm hoping that's the case. Um, I don't have any official word for that, but but I was sure that is Daisy Twitter account has said that'll never happen cross platform. I, if that's what they officially say, I mean that's kind of what we have to go on. I'm just going off what a you know a friend of mine who isn't working for Bohemia said. So that's not the most accurate information. Yeah. Um, and and you, and I I know they're still punch drunk from whatever they've made commitments in the past. They could just be saying that and pull a swifty on us and release it. You know, I still in the back of my mind. I know they said there'd be no choppers in vanilla. Um, I'm still expecting the day when they release official choppers in vanilla. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see. I'm I'm excited because I really want to do BR on consoles as well. Uh, whether or not. It can be, you know, as easy as just repacking the mod so it goes on consoles, or it's a complete rework again. Either way, I'll be happy because it'll be a whole new platform to work with. Pitman's just said they should not do that um, in chat. Um, do you want to expand on that, mate? But um, yeah, it'll be interesting nonetheless, hey, Brim? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll be interested to see what what Pittman actually means there, but I'm I'm going to go ahead and just assume he's talking about the whole cross-platform idea. For for me personally, I would love to see cross-platform, but I think cross-platform is such a difficult thing to do because you, I mean, you're never going to please everyone, but I think there's going to be times when there's going to be features that aren't going to work that are, that just just simply aren't going to going to be right for one platform that do work and are right to be put on a different platform so i think if you can also a lot of games that do cross platform they have it so you can turn it off like for call of duty for example yeah. for warzone you can turn off cross platform so you're only being obviously matched in a game with people of your your platform choice and i think giving people the choice is the best way to go like implement it yeah have it as a setting if people want to play it they can if they don't they don't have to uh and it just puts it down to personal preference then and then at the end of the day if you want to sit and bitch and moan about you know oh i got killed by a pc player today it's like well you had the setting on to go cross platform change your bloody settings ain't that difficult Pittman likes what you said there. Well, if it's a choice to cut it off, that's a different thing. And again, like you were coming to earlier, Keegan, it's all about choice. If people want to do it on their server, they can do it. Um, if they don't want it on their server, they can turn it off. Yeah, I agree with the cutoff as well. Like if we do have Daisy Battle Royale for console and PC, I don't think that any matchmaking system would just ignore what platform they're on i think giving them the choice to say i only want to match with other console players yeah. or i only want to match with other pc players you know i think that's fair um the last topic is not daisy related as far as i know the guy has never played the game um but we cannot not mention the whole twitch band drama with dr disrespect love him or hate him um, he's not my cup of tea, but I still respect the guy for the character, the devotion to his character. Um, but yeah, he's been banned permanently from Twitch. Yeah, I mean, I, I alluded to it there at the bottom of the uh, of the channel. There, you know, I put the word "permanently" in uh, parentheses there because I think we've all seen people getting 
quote unquote permanently banned and what have you and you know throwing cats and nip slips and god knows what else hasn't killed yeah, people off so <laughs> yeah exactly so i'm i give it i give it a couple of weeks he'll be back rocking rolling everything will be fine again but from what i understand from what i've seen and again this is just essentially speculation i you know i've got no insider knowledge i don't represent dr disrespect or twitch in any way but from what i've seen it's something to do with when he was unfaithful to his wife uh, a couple of years back uh, he had a uh, a one night stand it would seem with a a female twitch streamer um so whether it is to do with that or not i'm not sure but i mean like i say i when twitch says permanent ban i mean unless it's for something you know horrific like they've got proof of someone doing something they shouldn't that's horrific like rape murder things like that anything else i think is pretty much just going to be thrown to the side when you when you're someone the size of him the amount of money he must make twitch then they're not going to want to get rid of him anytime soon not for a not for a, a an actual you know permanent basis anyway i've got a um, tweet up that my son sent me um earlier today uh, from a guy called Mr. Anti-Bully, um, otherwise known as Mr. Medicure, who's been banned on a hell of a lot of platforms because he's a rather edgy guy. Uh, but I didn't realise effing someone was against Twitch policy, though it does explain a lot about their staff. And this is <laughs> a Reddit post that um, was out there, um, which no one can guarantee the authenticity of, but a Twitch HR staff member here can't post anything linking to my work or I'll be fired. Guy, which is um, Mr. Dr. Disrespect's uh, first name, was permabanned and his contracts are being cancelled and reworked as we speak by our lawyers. Guy was, uh, This was due to his past cheating statements made by him. What you don't know was that he cheated on his wife of a major female Twitch streamer during TwitchCon. We, are, or we were aware of this prior to his announcement of said cheating um, by the female Twitch streamer and have been quietly protecting that streamer to keep her happy as Guy has made our chief financial officer and Amazon very, very happy. She recently contacted our office to say she wanted a better deal than what we provided and we refused, opting to remove Guy before she made her proof known. We expect the female streamer to make a large public statement on social media very soon while Guy has his lawyers keep in contact with us during all of this. See, I don't know how much um, um, veracity I put in this statement. To me, it seems like a bit of a female-hating statement. Um, very, very cleverly worded um, with the whole, you know, it may be true, but uh, if she has tried to renegotiate whatever terms there were, well, she's a very, very silly girl. Um, but it seems like, I just don't know. I don't know if Twitch would protect someone that much, especially in today's day and age. Like, this was only a year or so ago when he had this issue happen, wasn't it, Keegan? Yeah, it was like a year and a half, something yeah. like that. And I just um, don't see them putting, putting themselves out there on a limb to protect him. Like, I know he's massive and all, but I don't know. What do you think, Keegan? I've read a bit about it, but <clears throat> um, an old Arma 3 modder on that I follow on Twitter works for Twitch now. He even tweeted out, he was like, look, guys, you're PMing me about this. I won't talk, ab I won't talk about anything that could put my job in je jeopardy. That was his tweet. Yep. And I was like, I've never seen anyone from Twitch, because I, I know three or four people that work at Twitch now. Yep. I've never seen any of them talk like that about anything that's yeah. ever gone down there. 
So it seems like it's something that Twitch doesn't want to announce yet. Um, whether or not it's something that they have to work with lawyers about before they can say anything. That's what I think. Um, but that there hasn't been any official word, and a lot of times people will just make up things on the internet just to try to get likes and retweets and all that. I have no doubt it's Me Too related. You know, they've recently said, uh, in light of all these uh, accusations that are coming out against, you know, someone who was a big Daisy player, uh, pro syndicate, um, you know, Mr. Moon got his break through him. Um, but um, they've said that they are going to start banning people based on stuff that happens outside of um, this. But I don't know. I, you know. This is probably about as political as I'm going to get. No, it's not really political, but um, as, well, whatever the word is. But unless someone's convicted in a court of law, I don't think they've got any... Un, unless that person comes out and says, yes, I did it, um, but even then, he cheated on his wife. It's a shitty thing to do, but to get banned, it makes me think there's more to it. It makes me think there's more to it. I just, it was, it was so long ago. Twitch already took, you know, kind of took action on it. Like, it wasn't, you know, at all something that people really recognized just because yeah. of how it all went down. But I couldn't imagine that they would just magically retroactively apply a permanent ban on someone yeah. that it was so big of a streamer. Unless something new came out or That's what my money's Twitch on. I mean, yeah, I, I honestly think it was something different. I don't think that something that happened a year and a half ago is gonna be the reason that they're now banning one of their top streamers. If and look yeah, you know, if he if he cheated on his wife once, who's to say he hasn't done it again? Um, but yeah, um, I I don't think it's related to that. I agree with you, Keegan. I think it's something completely new, um, <coughs> and he's probably admitted it to them or whatever, and they've just cut the ties to, yeah. Um, but again, I I, I I do worry about them um, banning people for stuff that's not related to the platform. Yeah, I mean, even reading that, they seem to contradict themselves. I mean, it says he was perma-banned and his contracts are being cancelled and reworked as we speak by our lawyers. So from, from the way I interpret that might not be the same as someone else, but the way I interpret that is his current contract that he's been on up to this point, they have now gone, right, bollocks that, we're, getting, we're throwing that out the window, but now they're going to rework it. So it would seem to me that they're going to they're killing off his current contract, and they're just going to rework it, move it around, um, and, and basically adjust his contract. So it doesn't look like he's he is perma banned. It looks like it from what they've said here, or what's what's been put by that on that Reddit post is that they're simply adjusting it. But at, at the same time, like you say, if what he do, at the end of the day, what he does with his private life, as long as he's not you know clearly a known you know, drug kingpin or fucking serial killer or something like that. I, you know, flopping your knob around the place ain't really enough to get fucking banned off Twitch, surely, unless he's doing it on stream. Mm. Like, it, it just seems daft. And it does almost seem like the way that it's worded is that, you know, the, the, the female that he had that affair with or that one night stand with has simply, 
you know, tried to negotiate a better deal with herself in a sense of uh, of blackmailing almost, you know, saying that we want, you know, I want a better deal because I've got some dirt on Dr. Disrespect or something, which surely, you know, that, that can't be the way to go around things. Like Bobby says, none of Twitch's business, full stop, what people do. But what is some yeah. of that business is I've just moved someone into the channel and it's my good mate, Moonshine. How you doing, buddy? Oh, he's AFK. Oh, no, there he is. Can barely hear you, mate. Can you hear me now? Oh, that's much better. Moonshine, how you doing, buddy? Hold on. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. I can't hear you, actually. I can hear you loud and clear, Moonshine. All right, now. Now, can you hear us? Yep. Hey, there we go. Moonshine is um, one of my longtime supporters, um, and I've known you fucking how long now, Moonshine? Two, three years? Since 6'2". 0.62". So probably more like three years then. Yeah, three years. Um, and <clears throat> Moonshine, I'm going to let you tell us your story. All right, um, probably December, well, October of 95, I lost my dad with uh, cancer. He battled for a little over a year with that. Then when a youth trip with some kids, other uh, youth, I went to a ski resort really to get my mind off my dad and actually had a skiing accident that left me paralyzed roughly from the belly button down. Um, that was December the 22nd in 95. Spent um, about a week or two in the hospital, then rehab. Um, got out there um, in March from the rehab and never really um, got depressed from her or anything like that. She just got to keep on going and and stuff like that. So I actually, by May, I was back in school so I could graduate with my classmates. Um, went on to go to Marshall University and uh, graduated from there. And that's, uh, I had a cubitus ulcer form on my tailbone then. Um, what happened was I, um, fell out of my wheelchair when I was trying to clean, get a bucket of water to my dorm room and cracked my tailbone. I had no idea an infection set in and basically ate up around the spine instead of coming out. Um, but then, uh, that never did heal, but we, we dealt with it. My skiing accident actually occurred because a boy on a snowboard cut in front of me, and instead of um, swerving, instead of hitting the guy, I swerved to miss him and went off a ten to fifteen foot bankment and landed in a creek bed on my um, back. Um, years went um, by, um, and here within the past, I think three or four years, isn't it, mom? About three or four years, my um, 
been dealing with a lot of wounds and affections. Um, started out on my um, left and right hip. Um, come to the conclusion what it is from when I had my skiing accident. I had a fractured hip and a dislocated hip. And they didn't fix it. They said, if you get your feeling back, we'll go and um, fix it. So all these years later, that was back in 95. Finally, what has happened is bacteria has deteriorated my um, hips. So basically, I have 80-year-old um, hips, and bone is breaking off and eating its way out of basically from inside out of my, um, on my hips. I went in April, wasn't it, Mom? I was um, back in the hospital because we had a, a little wound um, that broke open on basically my left um, butt cheek. And come to find out, when they went in and cleaned it out, it was clean up to the hip bone from there. And it was because of the same reason, the bones and stuff were eaten out and caused an infection. Well, I went last Thursday and got my central line out because um, the blood work looked good and stuff. Friday, last Friday, I ran a low-grade fever that quick. Went in this Friday, got my central line back in. Came home um, yesterday evening and found out that the wound grew, um, culture grew, basically, that the medicine... That they have me on, it won't um, fight it. So they've got to um, do another culture and try to figure out if um, what kind of medicine they can get to kill this bacteria. Um, it's pretty when it start and it's a, a form of staff, but it's um, I can't remember. It's like vancomycin. Um, more aggressive, basically. Yeah, like uh, not quite MRSA, but almost MRSA. Um, so basically, I've, the past since last Friday, I've been off and on uh, fevers and stuff like that. So it's like I'm hot one second and freezing to death the next second. So basically, you've had a pretty bad run, mate. Well, you just, it's been rough at times, but you just got to keep on going. You play um, the deck the hand has given you each round. See, the, the part of the reason why is you two are probably sitting here wondering, okay, that's a horrible story, but why have I got him in? Now, for three years, I've known Moonshine, and I had no fucking idea it was this bad. To, in my mind, I pictured him as just a guy who had a bad back sort of thing. Um, and hobbled around a bit, but was still able to get out. Because he tells me he goes hunting all the time. Moonshine, tell him how you go hunting. We actually transfer. Um, we got a set of ramps that my brother helps wheel me up in the back of the truck. We strap down. Um, when I'm actually deer hunting, we've got a um, building that I can get into that they actually built me. But when um, I bear hunt also, um, they strap me down on the back of the truck. Of course, the last three years, I haven't been able to get out and do that because um, with the pneumonia that I got um, 
uh, they didn't want me to be out in because I got it like in October, and they didn't want me to be out in the weather with it. And then with the wound back that they put on me when I'm dealing with these wounds, it'll actually freeze up and won't work. So I haven't been able to actually hunt for the last um, few years. But that's how for since '95, I. When the family would get together to play softball, I'd get out and play. Um, I would get out and hunt, fish, do whatever uh, I wanted to do. We'd adapt and overcome. And fucking kudos to you, man. Like, Broom is pretty, um, you sit there and you have bad luck yourself, but there's always someone out there who is doing a lot tougher than you, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I think I think we're all we're all having a bit of a shit time at the moment. But I think it's very important to to remember and recognise that there are other people out there that are struggling a bit more, uh, that have had a bit more of a you know a crap hand dealt to them, so to speak. Um, but the fact the fact that it sounds moonshine like you know you're not letting it get to you and everything's sort of still on the up and up, so to speak. And you know, like you like you said yourself, you know, you're just sort of soldiering on and and you know getting on with life i think you know i think that's a, that's a that's a brilliant way of doing things what i'm going to be doing yeah. is <clears throat> pretty much um uh get to speak with someone who knows more about this sort of shit than i do and identify a uh gaming laptop um not an all singing all dancing one you know even if it's a second hand one or whatever but at the moment uh, moonshine plays daisy a bit uh, quite often runs of me uh, but he's playing on a 10-year-old gaming laptop. Yeah, it's an Intel i Intel Core i7, 1.73 gigahertz. What graphics card does it have in it? The graphics card is an AMD Mobility Radeon HD 5800 series. I have no idea what that is. Brim, do you know? No, I think I'm just as much of a boomer as you when it comes to that, but it sounds old as fuck. Keegan, you'd probably know. Is that old? I don't know. It's you don't know older than my time. <laughs> it's so old, none of us have got a clue. So that just kind of goes to show, really. So yeah, I'm basically going to be having a fundraiser up, um, and until we achieve the goal, uh, pretty much everything I earn is going to go towards getting uh, Moonshine a new gaming laptop. Just because, why the fuck not? Um, he's a good bloke. He's always been fucking here for me. And if that's the least I can do to help out someone who's always been there for me, yeah. So I'll have a little goal thing popping up on the stream and um, hopefully in the next few months, mate, we can get you a new gaming laptop. When you wrote that to me, well, actually, I'd put it... Oh, moonshine. It's just amazing. Like, I didn't even know what Twitch was. And I found a YouTube video. Yep. And they were talking about Twitch, and I got on there. And I didn't realize just how close I would get to a lot of their streamers and meet new people that I can call really closer friends than what you see in your own community at times. A lot of people say that, you know, all us fucking, us nerds, as we were saying in chat before, um, that we need to get out and, you know, make real-life friendships you know what? I've had real-life friendships. The people I've met, like you, like Brim, um, Keegan, you know, maybe down the line, you and me, bro. <laughs> but 
I've made some of the best fucking friends. Like the one, he scares the shit out of me because he's a cheeky fucker. But I call him a friend. I call him an IRL friend, and that's what friends do for each other. Moonshine, yeah. You know, we help each other out. And if me playing silly video games and and talking shit about fucking Daisy and stuff like that um, is something we can do to help out a friend in need in this community. I'm not the only person who's ever done this, mate. There's been some great fucking shit. Like, I think it was last week I talked about it as well with the boys. Mr. Blackout um, and his community helped fly one of the closest friends of another member of his community to New Zealand to go to the funeral of her best friend that she'd never met IRL. This sort of shit, mate, you know, you, you've, you mean a lot to me, bro. Um, and if this is something I can do to help someone out that I care about, fuck yeah, I'll do it, mate. I appreciate it. You're more than welcome, my man, more than welcome. Hopefully we can get there um, sooner rather than later, but as long as it takes, mate, we're going to get you a new gaming laptop so you can actually play Day... He fucking plays DayZ at the moment, and, like, I don't know if you saw it before when I went to that Camp Hope place on the server... We were driving in there because we were moving stuff out. I would drive in, and I would be out and already in the base and um, getting more loot. And Moonshine said he was about 40 seconds behind me uh, with what was appearing on his screen just because the lag was so intensive on that base. It just bogged him fucking right down, and he couldn't fucking see shit. And I was like, man, i got to do something. And then it was only this week I found out just how bad his health was. And I was like, man, I've done fundraisers for um, people that... Uh, you know, for organisations that the people in my chat don't know shit about. But Moonshine's one of my mods. Moonshine's always in here, always chatting. I don't think he missed hardly a stream of mine, mate. So if this is something that me, not just me, um, I, I, I was saying that, and that's a bit arrogant on me, but not just me, but the community that I've got around me, if we can help you, mate, I'm certain everyone will um, be, uh, do what they can to help. Might only be five bucks, but will take some time. And like I said, just by resubscribing, scaring me with fucking alerts or everything, um, all of that's going to go towards it as well. It's absolutely amazing that you're doing this for me. Why wouldn't I, bro? Why wouldn't I? I could be a dick. I could be a dick, but yeah. Um, and Foxy, thank you for the gift sub, mate. Um, that'll help go towards um, this as well. Guys, is there anything that we've missed? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, no, I know normally we'll do like a um, sort of a content of the week, if you like. Oh, sort of, you yes. know, if, if we've all seen anything that we uh, that we thought was worth mentioning and giving a shout out to. <clears throat> okay, there's one. I'm going to start it off this week. Um, one, what's my amazing comparison video? Can you post it again, one? Um, but a video that I wanted to talk about. Now, I didn't actually get to watch it. I meant to, but I kept on forgetting about it. But I'm wondering if anyone else watched it. Minder had a video recently. Does it come up? There, there it was. Daisy Expansion is a massive success. Or is it? Did anyone watch it? No, I've not seen that. No, I haven't. Okay, I've got to check that one out. Uh, because, yeah... Mind is usually on the ball with stuff, but I'm I'm hearing nothing but good things for the most part about the expansion mod. So many servers are running it, um, but I know there are bad sides to it. I know like the server I play on Daisy Down Under hasn't put it in because there's 
so many aspects of it that aren't really uh, compatible with a hardcore DayZ server. But um, we'll quickly watch um, the ones uh, video. It's a minute 23. Gotta love Australian internet. Hello survivors. Today you're going to see Daisy running completely on a new technology. Before we get into it, let me just say that this is a really exciting time for both us and our fans. For a quick comparison, let's just see 0.62 and 0.63 footage right next to each other. While the improvements in 0.63 are already noticeable in the video, the biggest difference is when actually playing. To get rid of clunkiness of movement in DayZ, we've implemented a completely overhauled system that can now blend animations together. This large technology change ultimately makes DayZ a modern, fluid and responsive game, something like fans and us it. included wanted from DayZ for a very long time. To finish the devlog, let's take a look at the animation. Pretty fucking system. accurate, though. Oh my god. Oh, the one. You make me laugh, mate. <laughs> I'll pay that. I'll pay that. And Pitman's kind of right. This is not the game it should be. Um, Keegan, did you have anything you watched or saw or anything you want to promote or? So there's yesterday, it's just something small, but I was looking through, I looked at the Daisy Modders Discord quite often. Yep. This one guy created a crown for a hat. I thought that was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. Just, I, I could just imagine setting up a server you remember? Have you ever played Reign of Kings? No. Okay. Reign of Kings was a, it was a fun game, but I have a friend who played it way more than me. He would, if he could have Reign of Kings, he would be content with playing that game for the rest of his life. But I thought it'd be so it'd be so funny to see a server use this crown and actually have a king for the server, and he gets yes. the crown and all that. I thought that'd be the funniest thing. Yes, I totally. And again, you, you're touching on. The, the mods are just opening it up so that you could do anything. Yeah, you could have it. You know, the people vote on the king and, uh, yeah. Uh, people <laughs> saying exactly. I'm a veteran of the game and I would not play that kind of mod. I know, mate, and, but that's the beauty of right now. There's um, servers to cater to everyone's um, desire. Um, but I can, I can see the shits and giggles. Like, I think it was last week or the week before, Brim, where I talk about the, the lightsaber mod. It looked fucking awesome. Yeah. And that little clip that guy did to promote it. Oh, fuck, that was funny as. Yeah, new new random mods like that are just, uh, you know, it, they just bring a little something to it. Like you said, there's so many servers out there now, with obviously with the community servers and the modding and what have you, that there literally is something for everyone at this point. So it's, I, I think it can be a bit of a pain in the ass to try and find the right one. It is very much trial and error of going through a lot of servers and... Yep figuring out what you like and what features they have and don't have and things like that but like i say it's, it's 
we, we are literally spoilt for choice at this point and uh, there's out, no better time for it and i try a lot of other servers and i always end up back on good old daisy down under um no matter how much i stray i always end up coming back home to my old faithful girl daisy down under it's my server it's the one i love it it it's daisy the way i like to play hardcore um and yeah it's just it's what i like i i, I could value the rest of it um, you know, I do dabble in the other servers, but Daisy Down Under has pretty much nailed what I want in a Daisy server. Um, so, yeah. But Brim, what about you for content, mate? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and share uh, the link in the Twitch chat, if it will let me. Yep. There we go. My push to talk button doesn't like me uh, holding it while I'm trying to copy and paste. Uh, but that is actually uh, last week's guest, Don Sibley Games. Uh, he has put a video out. Uh, it's about 13, just shy of 13 and a half minutes long. And it's checking out Fubar Bundy's server. Yep. Uh, and he actually bumps into uh, into the Allen uh, and has a bit of a laugh and what have you. And it's, it's just it's just a fun, typical, um, you know, typical uh, Don Sibley video. It's just, yep. it's just a good laugh. You know, it's just a great little video. He's a, a very entertaining guy. The the spotlight I did with him was a lot of fun, um, and he's got such a pedigree as well to him. You know, working with I think it was Tom Green. Um, got to meet him IRL as well, and he's just he's such a character. Yeah, and he seems like. He seems like such a chill bloke as well. Like yeah. from speaking to him, obviously last week and checking out some of his uh, videos. I actually jumped into one of his streams a few days back and just lurked and chilled out for a bit. He's he's got such a he's got such a chill vibe. You know, you can't help but sort of kind of sit there and really enjoy. You know, being able to just chill out and I mean, that's let's be honest, that's what we all do. That's what yeah. we all want from from watching a content creator you want to be able to just stick relax. it on chill out have a good yeah have a relax have a cup of tea you know have a smoke have a vape whatever it is you do and just relax that's you know that's that's our that's what we do that's that's just humans for you and i think he's he's literally perfect for that he is he's a really genuinely nice guy um and yeah. he is a fan of the game he promotes it um i know he's been doing spaggy's run dive retry um, on yeah. console, which is a fantastic event. Um, if you're ever looking for a, an event idea and you need one in a hurry, uh, reach out to Spaggy. He's more than happy to let other people run it. Um, and it is one of those um, events as well um, that is fantastic for getting people, particularly on... Um, run, die, retry, Daisy. Particularly on servers which are faction-based. Um, it's great in that... It makes people link up with people they've probably never spoken to, people they may be from another faction um, and they've got a war with, but they have to team up. You, know, you have to team up with the first person you meet. Welcome to one of the oldest and stupidest unevents to not very often be run on DayZ. Um, yeah, everyone is fresh born, server is clean, team with the first person you meet. Do not use TeamSpeak to arrange meetups, admins will monitor. If you don't meet someone, go to speed dating and trading posts. You must pair with the nominated partner of speed dating. So you basically have to go from one location to another um, unless you find a partner along the way. Um, and it enables you know backstabbing and um, you know two people meet another two people they end up in a fight and they kill one from each then those two could continue and fight or they could say well my partner's dead your partner's dead you want to team up 
um, and the goal is to get to the radar at Tizzy and be the team holding the roof um, at midnight. It's the same every time, but yeah, it's just, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. Very simple event to run um, and yeah, highly recommend it. I'll put the link in um, channel if anyone wants to, uh, but yeah. Guys, thank you all so, so much. It's been a blast as always. Yeah, it's been fun. Keegan, good luck with the mod, mate. Keep us updated. Um, I don't revoke your permissions, mate. So um, I've had people jump into the stream before and um, all the rest of it. So you're welcome to do that, mate, if you ever feel there's um, something you want to update us. Otherwise, you can just post a link in the um, podcast agenda ch um, channel. Um, with any updates you'd like us to get out there to people. Um, when I'm not a lazy arsehole, I do upload these to YouTube as well, um, where it gets a few more views. Um, so, yeah, all the best, mate. All right. Well, I'll definitely keep you up to date. Yeah, please do. So, yeah, I've had a lot of fun. Thank you I'm gonna very hop, much. Yeah, I'm going to hop off. Uh, it was nice getting to talk to both you guys. Thank you and, very much, Keegan. Yeah, take care. Take care, mate. And all the best, Brim. You too, mate. I'll catch oh, you in the near future. And just quickly, just quickly, don't forget, oh. people, um, Brim is sponsored by that tech store. <clears throat> so in the um, link to the video, uh, when I post it on YouTube, and you can post it in um, chat if you want to as well, Brim, uh, if you're ever looking for some epic gamer stuff, uh, definitely check out that the tech store. They ship worldwide, don't they, mate? Uh, they do, yes. They do ship worldwide, uh, and they've actually just released a couple of new products as well, including a new, uh, brand new streaming microphone uh, with a full setup. It's USB plug and play, so there's no messing about with installing drivers or extra software to take up space. Uh, so yeah, definitely worth having a look at. High speed four port for HD. Uh, I probably need one of those. My one's pretty shit that I've got. To expand mine, but yeah. Okie dokie, folks. Um, yep, you, um, put a link into the chat there, mate. But all the best, and I will see you next week, buddy. You certainly will. Enjoy the rest of your week, mate. Will do, mate. Ciao for now.